All right, this week on a brand new episode of Strong Arm Sports Podcast, mm-hmm. Rosier was talking about Bledsoe and he referred to him as Drew Bledsoe. I don't think it was intentional at all, yeah. but apparently that probably got to him, got up on his skin, and old Drew Bledsoe, I'm going to say it too, old Drew had a little bit of an attitude, and they're going to ask him, you know, we supposed to be the losers, but we win it, no. They used to laugh at us, now we win it, no. They used to tell me never in my lifetime. I guess they wasn't in their right mind. What up, what up, what's going on, folks? Welcome to a brand new exciting episode of Strong Arm Sports Podcast, the realest sport podcast in all the land. True. But I don't know if you hear me, man. I mean in all the land. True. Man, we are back to wrap up the previous week of sports in dramatic fashion. No BS, no sugarcoating, no biases, only the strong arm truth. Somebody listening, this might be your first time checking us out, whether you're watching here on YouTube or listening to either of our podcast channels, because we everywhere. I'm one half for the show. I go by the name of K Spade the Prospect. And I'm your boy, Parish 57 and together we form Strong Arm Sports Spade. Yes, sir. Spade, we got a great show for him today. I know I say that every week, but what we really do. We that's because we have one every time. week, bro. I mean, that's every true. Week, we have one. Every week we have a fire show. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. We do. But Spade... I'm gonna start in the NFL. We know a lot, a lot. This week right here is an important week. A lot is going on. Is lot, a lot is going on this week. Uh huh. And you know what? You let me tell you, bro. We've been talking about the Cleveland Browns more than I think people in Cleveland. Like we've been talking about the Browns so much on this show as of late. They've been doing a lot of things. A lot of things we like. A lot of things that got us scratching our heads. So we want to take it back to Cleveland, and we got to talk about new news. The new rumor, let me not news, the new rumor, I'm doing quote fingers over here, Spade, that's going on with the Cleveland Browns. If you guys didn't know, the Cleveland Browns allegedly is considering taking two quarterbacks with their first two picks in the NFL draft. Spade, (laughs) this, 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 come on, Spade. This cannot yeah. be real, can it? Can it? I mean, I guess it could be a real thought. You know, I've, I've had some thoughts that I don't know if I want to share with people because I'm sure you guys will look at me differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's fair for them to consider that as long as they don't follow through with it, as long as they, go, they don't try to execute that. Let's not forget, this team just brought in Tyrod Taylor, who I'm not trying to say Tyrod Taylor is the... the oh, Spady, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You already know Tyrod, they, it's a... You know how they feel about Tyrod. Don't say it. I got you. Hold on. I got you. I'm not saying Tyrod is the elite of the elite, but Tyrod is definitely serviceable. They brought in some other pieces. They just broke their bank on Jarvis Landry, which means that they obviously feel pretty high on juice. They also Mm. got Flash Gordon back. They got Coleman. They got Njoku. I don't don't think you need a world beater at quarterback in LaPaz. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that it's a world beater at quarterback in this draft. I don't know that it's one in the draft anyway. So, obviously, it's a terrible idea. It was probably them sitting around thinking, man, I don't know which one of these bombs is going to actually be good. Maybe we take two of these bombs, one of them will work out. I, I imagine it probably went something like that. Hopefully, this, this thing is has been dealt with. This better not be real. But, Spade, 
you 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 took it from the you took it from the perspective as it just being they thinking about it. No way they do this. Let me take it from the other perspective. Oh, what Lord. if Cleveland do this, Spade? This would be so Cleveland Brown. This mm-hmm. is why, Cle- Spade. What if Cleveland is there? Like you know what? We don't know which one to take, so let's just take all the QBs. Let's just take them all. One of them got to pan out. Let's take them all. One of them got to pan out. Spade, this will be so Cleveland Browns. It will have you scratching your head and being like, this is why the Cleveland Browns have been the Cleveland Browns for the last, what, 40 years. This is why why they've been this way. Spade, Cleveland, if, if it, please, please, Hugh, Hugh, please, please do it. I think this is above Hugh. You ain't got nothing to do with this. You ain't got that kind of power. Spade, come on. Talk about it, you. Please. If they, no way. I, I, Spade, no way. But if they do this. They in there telling you. They they telling you, if you don't get your ass, if you don't get your ass out of our our office when we in here discussing rich people problems. (laughs) Spade, no way. They, if they do this, it would be so Cleveland Brown. Spade, we mean you are on the record for saying we don't like none of these quarterbacks they projected to go top top tier. Not like in that this draft. Anyway. None of these guys has been lighting up the league. We're going to talk about one of the guys later, but none of these guys are so amazing that you got to be like, oh, my gosh, I need that guy right now. You're not looking at that guy and be like, oh, my gosh, that's Peyton Manning or that's one of those guys. You know, you're not seeing mm-hmm. that. You're not seeing I that. I agree. And if Cleveland, Spade, we talked, we talked about the Browns on this show a, a lot, and we said if anybody can mess this up, it can be the Cleveland Browns. But please, basically begged them, please don't mess this up. If they take two quarterbacks, they are literally effing, effing this up. They are effing this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the sad thing is, I don't know if this is an indictment of just how bad the Browns are at drafting mm-hmm. or if it's an indictment on just how average this quarterback class is or maybe not even average maybe that's not a fair word but just how even they got it scouted maybe they looking at five six quarterbacks and nobody stands out to them either way it's bad all the way around yes, let's go ahead is. and move it, forward bro one one more point spade the cleveland browns have got they have gotten the quarterback position so wrong so, so many, many times, times man yeah so many times and, and spade they can they cannot afford to mess this up, because if they mess this up again, they are setting their franchise back another 10 years. They cannot mess this up. Please do the right thing, Cleveland. Go, Spade. All right, uh, LaParis, you're going to like this next segment. Let's talk Emma? a little bit about... Emma? You really are. Yeah, you really are. You really are. Let's talk a little bit about Dez Bryant, which is LaParis' favorite wide receiver in the whole wide world. Lord. In the last hey. episode of this so you, podcast, so you just we talked about the fact... Today, you just want I'm not trolling. In the yes, last episode of this podcast, the, we talked about Saturday. the fact that Dez Bryant had been released by the Dallas Cowboys without even being given an opportunity to negotiate himself. You know, maybe he talking down, he had, all right, all right, I'm getting 16, give me 14, give me 13, let's see what we can do. Now, they was like, no, nah, we don't even want to hear. He said numerous times he did not want to take a pay cut. He has said that yes. numerous times. Until it was time to get cut, yeah, then, then he eat bologna. You know how it go. But hold on. Maybe it all isn't bad for Dez Bryant. Dez Bryant recently was in a little video with Odell Beckham. They was training, doing a little oh, ropes. I don't know what you call it. Jesus. What, what's, the, what, what's the little rope thing called, man? It's cross, a little CrossFit rope thing. I don't really know if that's going to help Dez with any of his issues. Dez, you can't get separation. Flipping them ropes up and down ain't going to help you get away from a DB. Then again, maybe you're going to step on them before the ball get there. 
But at any rate, obviously this video of these two guys working out got a lot of people talking about the possibility of Dez Bryant landing with the Giants, which would be good for Dez. I'm not saying it'd be good for him career-wise because I don't know that the Giants are where you want to go, but I know that he wants to play against the Cowboys twice a year. He's already said this. What's funny about it, LaParis, is after he said he want to go somewhere where he could play against them twice a year, Brandon Marshall reached out to him on social and said, no room over here, bro. And the Giants must have hit him with the conceited gift and was like, mm. Mm -hmm. so Brandon Marshall was released. This mm -hmm. definitely, definitely ups the speculation that Dez Bryant is going to become a New York Giant. LaParis, do you believe it's going to happen? And if it does happen, how do you feel about it? I I had speculated that if Dez was going to go somewhere in the NFC East, I was thinking the Washington franchise. Same. Now, I, I mean, you know, people are making a lot out of this Brandon Marshall being cut, but I, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Last year, we all thought Brandon Marshall was going to be cut. Some people thought they was going to cut Brandon Marshall during the season when B. I Marshall thought he was like, going to retire. He was talking yeah, about like retirement. People, people seen this writing on the wall, I guess, except for Brandon Marshall, but we seen this writing on the wall. I don't. I don't necessarily think. I don't necessarily think that that means Des Bryant is coming in because there's reports out there that the Giants are not interested in Des Bryant and that they will address the wide receiver position in the draft. Now, do I think? Do I think it'll be? It's a fit. I mean, I, that, they got Odell over there. They got. Uh, they got. Uh, what's the uh, Preston? What's his name? The other guy, Sterling. St Sterling Shepard. They got Sterling Shepard. He's in the slot. I think, I think if you got Odell over there, he's your number one. You add Dez, I think I think that's a nice fit. He's gonna be a number two, not number one. He's probably gonna get him on a cheap cheap, and I, I think I think it'd be a good fit, especially if the Giants go get go get an O lineman or go get a running back. Like we, you know, I had the Giants take a Saquon Barkley, but I, I'm seeing reports now that with the with that with the Giants pick that they're gonna take a quarterback. So I don't know what they're gonna do in the draft. I feel like they can get uh, a guy, a wide receiver in the draft. But if Dez go to the Giants, I'm first of all, I'm not scared of Dez. I wouldn't if I'm the Cowboys. I wouldn't be afraid of Dez. But I, I, I definitely, I definitely could see it as a fit. I definitely could see it as a fit. Wait, 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 but wait. I, you said you wouldn't be afraid of Dez if I'm the Cowboys. Absolutely not. So y'all secondary got good all of a sudden. Y'all got a good secondary. Nope. But you want to know what? I, we played a lot of teams that didn't have a good secondary. You want to know what happened? Dez, Dez bobbled the ball and then went the other way. Change the scenery, bro. Dez is bro. motivated. Oh, now you he using got a chip my, on his shoulder. Now you using and my turn. Okay. Y'all secondary, the last one need to be saying, y'all ain't scared of somebody. Nope. Everybody eats when Dallas secondary comes Stop to town. Stop it. That's not true. Stop Everybody. it. Everybody. We got we to pass rush. Spade, I know you ain't talking about secondaries. You a Dolphin fan. Let's go ahead and move on, bro. Let's stay on yeah, task. Yeah, that's what right I now, feel. We, that's, we talking but about. I mean, I ain't get I ain't get your thoughts. Do you see this as a fit? Do you see Dez going to the Giants? I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think it could work. Let's not forget. I had to eat crow on this show because I was a bit of a Brandon Marshall fan. Now, granted, injuries and and some other things kind of derailed B. Marsh's career. Plus, I think at some point he started to fall in love with being on TV. I think the last few years of him being in the league, I think he loved being on TV more than he loved being on the field. I agree with that. And once, once your heart out of it, you know what I'm saying, the skills is going to be right behind the heart on the way out the door. But I, what I thought they was getting in B. Marsh, 
that that big physical receiver, that possession guy who mm-hmm. you know can can probably hit him with a, a drag or a slant or an out. On the other side, you got Odell stretching the field. What I thought B. Marsh could give him, I think Dez still could. I think Dez could. What I'm Big worried man. about is Dez has been the man. So mentally, I wonder about Dez. Dez has been the man. You ain't finna be the man there, bro. Like, if you still want to be the man, you need to be talking to Washington. Maybe. I, then again, that you probably won't be the man out there either. But you damn sure ain't going to be the man in New York. Not in New York. Not with Odell out there. So, I mean, you know, if he complaining about how many catches Witten got now, he talking about Garrett's guys. Sp- Boy, you, you. Sp- let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. We 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 had, we had an argument on Twitter with a, with a couple of guys. Low, not, not even an argument, like malicious. Like, we were just, you know, we always talk sports on Twitter. So, we were talking sports with some guys, and some guys was telling us that Des Bryant is still the same guy from 2013-2014. Is Des still that guy to you? Nobody's the same person they were from 2012, 2013. I mean, I do a sit-down job for a living, and I ain't even the same person I was that long ago sitting down. Mm -hmm. Ain't no way on God's green earth you running routes and getting tackled and and you the same guy. No way. I mean, that's just – that's not what we do. At some point, you continue to progress, and then you hit that ceiling, and everything after that is a regression. And I'm not saying that Dez is washed, but he's definitely in the regression part of his career. I think – if you're telling yourself anything other, I think you've been a little bit uh, optimistic, a little too optimistic. I, I hope the Giants can teach Dez how to catch. Can they do that? Come on, bro. Let's not slant. Let's move forward, bro, because you want to slander Dez. I'm just because hey, he's not a cowboy up. no more. Just because it's not a star on the side of his head, you want to slander the man. I'm not for it. I, I was slandering when he had the star on the side of his head. What you mean? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not for it today. The last three shows, all you've done is come on here and slander people. And talk and bad I, about I came up here and spit them actual factuals and that I'm about to give the folks again. Spade, let's move on. Let's move forward. If let's you guys it. didn't know, if you guys didn't know, it was a tweet that came out this week. A very inter- in- interesting tweet. You guys didn't know, it was a guy on Twitter. I don't have his name in front of me. I apologize for not t- taking down dude's name. I'm hunting. I'm but you. Keep going. he he actually tweeted out some stats, Seven. some stats about Josh Allen's completion percentage. Not just college, high school, JUCO, and college. Yep, I got him here. His name is Marcus Mosher, and he is a wide receiver and tight end scout for Bleacher Report, and he is the host of Locked On Cowboys. He's also Spade, a contributor I, for PF Weekly. So I have, I have, um, year 2011. I, I ain't gonna give y'all what school he was in. I ain't give, I ain't give you all that. I'm just gonna tell you, Josh Allen in 2011 threw 59.5%. 2012. That's JV. That was JV. Yeah. In 2012, 50.8%. 2013, 57.4%. 2014. Varsity. 49%. Juco. 2016, 2016, 56%. 2017, mm. 56.3%. Spade. Mm. Yes. See, I mean, goodness gracious. It's I mean, bad, with, all the, with all the hoopla about uh, Lamar Jackson not being the most accurate passer and this and that, yeah, Lamar Jackson yeah. completion percentage has been going up. 
This guy, this guy, right? I hate to say it, but this guy seems to seems to. What you see is what you get. No, yeah. no progression, no anything. Spade, I gotta ask you. Yes. If you were drafting a quarterback in this draft, mm. you see Josh Allen completion percentage. Does it scare you away? If you it scares the hell out of me. Scares the hell out of me, bro. I'm talking VR hunted video game scary. Here's the thing. You know, mm. his if you look at his career body of work, and of course this has to start, this got to start in high school. We ain't talking Pop Warner, Pee Wee League stuff. Right. His best completion is 59%. That's, that's as a JV player at his high school. His two years of varsity, basically 51% and 57%. Now, LaPaz say he's showing, he's not showing any progression. I actually want to sarcastically combat that. At his JUCO, he was 49%. Then he transferred as a sophomore at Wyoming, 56%. He actually had really good talent around him as a sophomore, LaPaz. And I mean, really good might be a stretch, but a couple of guys that went to the draft. I think three guys off of that offense went to the draft, I think. Uh, 56% as a sophomore, and it went up to 56.3 as a junior. My thing is this, though. It is nothing in his resume that's going to tell you that this, this guy's an accurate passer. And every time you hear them compliment him, they talk about the strength of his arm. And, I mm -hmm. mean, you can have a big arm. If you're just slinging it down the field and hoping for the best, I guess, I guess maybe they can look at that and think that they got the, the, the trainers that can fine-tune them and put some accuracy on it. I don't know. I don't know, and you got to wonder if a person... This is what I always say about scrambling quarterbacks. This is what they say. A guy that's been scrambling since he was on junior varsity, it's, it's in his mental DNA now. You can't reprogram the guy. So if that's the case, I don't know how the hell you're going to reprogram this guy to actually throw to his receivers. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have any problem with Josh Allen. He could end up going pro and, and being an amazing pro. But once he, I've said this about quarterbacks before, and I'll say it again. I'm not saying he's going to be a bad pro. I'm saying there's nothing in his body of work that tells you he is going to be mm -hmm. a good pro. There's nothing here that tells you that. So unless you just got one of those feelings, and I understand NFL scouts, maybe these guys, you have to have that. Like the spider sense. You know, your spider sense is tingling. Something about this kid. I like it. it yeah, okay. I, I give you that. Spider sense get the tingling. But it ain't nothing in his resume that you can look. Don't pull no receipts and say, look, right here, this guy going to be a hell of a pro. I don't see it. I can't find it. I can't. We, we have seen guys. We have saw guys, babe, have big arms. I mean, you look at a guy like Michael Vick. Michael Vick can throw the ball damn near the length of the field from his knees. But what yep. they always say about Michael Vick, oh, he's not the most accurate guy. He's not accurate. Yep. Like, yep. once he throw it, that, you don't know where that thing going. Like they yep. they always said that about Michael yep. Vick. I gotta when you look at Josh Allen complete that that junk worries me. And I have Man. this I have this thing I do. Like I, Spade Spade don't do this. A lot of guys don't do this, but I have this thing I do. I look at the competition played. So Wyoming, let's be honest, they ain't played it. They ain't playing in one of them power conferences. They ain't in the ACC. They ain't in the SEC. They ain't in one of those big conferences like that where you be like, oh, my God, that talent that he's playing against. Oh, my God, that talent. Like, they not over there. So, you, you look at a guy, Spade. Who, who the running back you like at uh, San Diego State? Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny went over to uh, San Diego State, tore the league 
up. Damn near ran for two thousand yards, damn near back to back seasons, if I'm not mistaken, or did he? Did you ask me if Rashad Penny ran for two thousand yards back to back or a thousand back to back? I said I said two thousand. Nah, he ran for a thousand twenty sixteen and then two thousand the following year. I mean, you just you just look at that right well, I think they had another back in front of Penny. They did. Uh, I, think I was the gonna say was his carry is more than double. I think yeah, he, he had averaged, like a two thousand. Yeah. I think he had two thousand in back to back seasons. Yeah, he so did. you can you can pretty much kind of say to yourself, okay, like if he was down there playing against an Alabama or something, maybe he don't rush for two thousand, but maybe he's a fifteen hundred yard back, maybe a sixteen hundred yard back. You look at Josh Allen was throwing for fifty something percent, fifty eight, fifty nine percent over there playing against that competition over there where he was at. That's terrible, Spade. Imagine if yeah. he was playing top-notch competition week in and week out, playing the Georgias, playing the Alabamas in the SEC. That percentage drops. That percentage drops. And that worries me. That worries me, especially uh, the quarterback The quarterback position translating, translating to the NFL is a tough position, man. I always said run, um, running back is like the easiest position to trans, translate from college to uh Unless you're Trent Richardson from college to pro, but quarterback, you these defenses they get a lot more, they get a lot more sophisticated. These blitzes are a, a lot more, you know, disguised. It, it's scaring the hell out of me, man. And I like me too. It, it's scaring the hell out of me, especially with man Spade. I, I look at that, and I didn't, I didn't know all this about Josh Allen. Um, high school, you ain't throw for sixty percent in high school. You ain't throw for over sixty percent in high school. It's it's people throw throwing for over like seventy TDs and seventy percent. Yeah, uh-huh. but I mean, you you, you look it. over there, over there. You look over there, and you be like, "Oh my God, this guy tearing the league up." He's tearing the league up over there. You would think Josh Allen, not to mention, let's not even talk about his touchdown to interception ratio. That's another story. That's another story. Uh, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, red flags for me when it comes to Josh Allen, but. We'll see. I could be wrong, man. I like I I tell you the truth. I'm not wishing for any of these kids to fail. I'm just saying, telling you what I see with my eyes, and I'm not impressed at all. I'm not impressed at all. Nope, not at all. Man, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. Um, from one college quarterback story to another one, and as crazy as the Josh Allen story was, the Paris, I think I just tripped over something that actually. Is going to one-up that one. Let's take it on down to Tallahassee, and I ain't talking T-Pain for this one. Let's talk about these doggone Seminoles, man. And woo. Listen, man, I'm going to tell you something. You got to oh, start boy. being careful who you put around you. And this is my message to the young athletes of the world, man. Especially if you got a little bit of potential, look like you could one day be a professional. I, I hate to say it, but you got to look at everybody a little sideways. You got to wonder about everybody's intentions. You got to wonder if they for you or if they just around because they think you're going to be somebody or if they just want to take you down. Let me let me speak on what I'm talking about, man. Florida State quarterback DeAndre Francois was just, uh, he was just the target of a two-month federal investigation, mm. right? Now, let me, I'm trying to back up and see where this whole thing starts. Basically, a male tipster, you know, he's going to remain anonymous, who was in Francois' apartment, called authorities and said he saw a large paper grocery-type bag full of cannabis. And he think DeAndre 
is moving that work. He think he every day he hustling. He think he Rick Ross. Alright? He think he big meat. Hmm. Alright. So the feds launched this investigation. Allegedly, not allegedly, reportedly, they was going through the man trash without him knowing and I mean just trying to collect evidence. At the conclusion of this two-month investigation, they swoop in, they arrest him and his girl. And between the both of them, I think they had just around or maybe a little bit less than a gram of marijuana. Now listen, folks, I'm not telling y'all to do marijuana, all right? You know, you do what you want to do. What I'm saying is that ain't against the law there, okay? Less than a gram of marijuana between two people is not against the law there. It's far from being a drug kingpin, which is what the male <laughs> tipster told them. And somebody wasted two months of federal time. And the, funds. The feds and funds. Because I'm telling you, investigations ain't cheap. I ain't no telling how many Red Bulls they was drinking while they was on lookout. Cops <laughs> do that, right? Because I'll be seeing that in the movies. Do they do that, LaPera? The lookout? I they mean, just park down the street? Yeah. I think they do. Yeah, I think donuts they do. and all type of stuff in there. Donuts, yeah, man. Donuts is high as hell. I, if, when the last time y'all got Krispy Kreme? Them shit is going up. Krispy Kremes and Red Bulls and, and all kind of stuff. And, and rubber Facts. gloves so you can pick up stuff out the trash. All kinds of stuff. Listen, man. This is crazy to me. DeAndre, stop letting people in your house. I don't know this, if the man had a bag of cannabis or not. But damn it, bro. Somebody who you speed. felt... So comfortable with to invite into your house was in there looking around Word. and calling and, and and trying to get this man set up, man. And after two months, after two months, all they found was a little less than a gram. Come on, man, that's terrible, dog. This, this is a this is a prime case. First of all, just an unfortunate situation. And whether you it whether you on the side that marijuana should be legal, marijuana shouldn't be legal. That's hitting. We ain't here to discuss that. But yeah, that's down there, nor there, down there. You can have under a gram per person. So him and his girl together, they both was arrested, but together had under a gram. So that's damn near way under the legal limit because each one of them can have a gram a piece. A piece. But anyway, this is a prime example in my opinion. I don't know if dude was trying to blackmail him and say, oh, well, if you don't X, Y, Z, then I'm going to say this, this, and that. I don't know what the situation was, but this is a prime example of this generation saying everybody is they bro everybody is a friend every it's just too it's just too much babe you can't let everybody in your circle you definitely can't let everybody in your house and this is a prime example of just getting too comfortable with somebody that you think you know that you really don't know when you have that type of when you have that type of uh potential to especially to be uh, a star athlete or or potentially make a, a ton of money going professional, you always got to be be very knowledgeable of your surroundings, man, because everybody ain't there for your best interest. And this is clearly a case of that. And, I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm glad it all got worked out. I don't know if uh, NCAA or Florida State is going to suspend this guy for even doing marijuana. I don't know the situation was going to happen there. But at least the kid did not get locked up for drug kingpin charges jesus christ could you imagine like and, and Paz, i need to correct something uh, you can tell i'm not a i'm not a weed smoker i messed up i said did i say less than a gram is that what i said it said yeah. less than an ounce of oh, marijuana in okay. his home so i let me let me correct that because i could be so wrong i don't want the actual drug heads to hit me up like, oh yeah that come through the stoners team yeah that, they'll come, come through, through and get me 
like, and you got your ounces and grams mixed up. Yeah, so. I, I got it all mixed up. But the charge basically was was fixed because he agreed to community service, a diversion program, and paying a fine. The bad thing is, you know, they're talking about the defamation of character because for a while he was made to look like, even when the article broke, it was like, Florida State quarterback Francois arrested on drug charges. And instantly when you read the headline, you thought, oh, man, look at this. And then, I mean, less than an ounce between two people. Less than an ounce. I don't know it how was, much that it, is, well, Paris, but it don't sound like a lot. Florida State, let me tell you what I read. I read Florida State quarterback arrested on drug uh, trafficking charges. I read something like yeah. that. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? I mean, that's a better clickbaity title, bro. I, I want to click on your article more than the one I thought I saw. <laughs> it worked. So, I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's just unfortunate, and I'm, I'm glad everything worked out for him because I, th- I think he, I think he's a, a hell of a player. But you gotta watch who you, ha- you gotta watch who you have in your circle, man. Keep it with your day ones. Keep it with your day ones. You ready to move on, bro? Yes, sir. Man, I gotta take. This is the meat and potatoes of the show, bro. I mean, Spade, both Strong Arm Sports Twitter and both of our Twitters have been on fire this week. NBA playoffs started, if you guys didn't know, and I mean, Spade, let me ask you first. Do you want to take the East or the West? Which side do you want? Uh, let me let me rock with the West, bro. The oh, you want to take the West? I'll take the East. I'll take yeah, the East. Yeah. The NBA playoffs started, and I mean... Twitter have been on fire. Everybody has been at our throats for, for comments that we have made. And we, you know what? This is our show. We gonna be, we keep it a hundred up here. Uh, real sports, no biases up here. We gonna, we gonna tell y'all the real. We gonna tell y'all what we see with, with my four eyes and spade two eyes. We gonna tell y'all what we see and we gonna keep it a hundred, man. And you have the right to disagree respectfully, you know, respectfully, respectfully. Let me just say that clearly. But spade, I'm gonna start with the East. I want to talk about the 1-8 matchup. Toronto came out, two home games, did what they supposed to do. Washington went home. They won a game. They won a game yesterday by a big margin. It's a 2-1 series over there. I mean, it was a lot of guys. I have some things I want to say, but I'm going to let you go first. It's 2-1 Toronto. T- t- talk to me about this series, Spade. Like, I mean, what you like, I what you dislike, like- what did you expect, what, what didn't you expect? I'm seeing exactly what I expected. I'm seeing exactly what we predicted. We said that basically these two teams right here were the model of inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. I felt like Toronto had a better team. I, I knew they wouldn't come out firing on all cylinders in every single game. And I knew John Wall would do everything in his power to fight, but ultimately not have enough. It's only three games in so far, but we've seen that. We saw Toronto come out and take care of business. It's only been one game in Washington, and John Wall came out and did everything in his power to make sure that that game wasn't a loss. I tell you what, um, I don't remember if I gave a, you know, like a, a person to, what, what would we call it? I'm having a brain fart. Yeah, I don't know if I gave an X Factor for this series, but Bradley Beal had a terrible game. I believe it was game two. He had like a 3 of 15 shooting performance. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I knew I knew it was going to be one of those games, and I know it's going to be a bounce-back game too. So I, I'm seeing exactly what I expected, bro. I mean, if, you, if y'all check the tape, go back and check the tape. I said this is one of those series where Toronto could blow Washington out. This is what I said. Washington can blow um, – Toronto could blow Washington out. Toronto could come right back and blow Toronto out, and that is what we are seeing. Spade, I want to – John Wall has been amazing. It's been amazing. You want to talk about a guy – 
I mean, it was all that speculation early in the season that the Wizards are better without John Wall. And I said, you want to know what? They can say all that crap during the regular season when you playing the Memphis Grizzlies and you playing these down teams that's trying to tank and lose. But in in a playoff series, a seven-game series, you need John Wall. And clearly, John Wall, I'm, I'm keeping it 100, babe. On both, on, on the court, John Wall has been the best player on the court for both teams. He's been the yes, best player is. on the court. Yes. And, um, you know, it's been a – listen – I, I need more from Otto Porter, Spade. Otto Porter make $100 million. John Wall went out there and, and, you know, went to back for Otto Porter to get him that bread. He got that bread. And I said on this show, Spade, I feel like you can get the same thing from Kelly Oubre, if not more, than Otto Porter. Like, you can get exactly what you get from Otto Porter from Kelly Oubre, if not more. And I, I feel like Otto Porter... You know, people was telling me Otto Porter got that bread because he was knocking down all these threes. But he getting the same looks. He getting the same looks, and he's been struggling. But on on the, on the Toronto side, <clears throat> excuse me, on the Toronto side, um, you know, the the Rosen, I, I felt like the Rosen is, is is their number one uh, option over there. Kyle Lowry, some you know, it's typical Kyle Lowry. This is what we see. This is what we see. I feel like. Surge has been playing great. I feel like Val is giving Toronto a good look. Where's Gortat? Does Gortat even play? And I'm, that's that's he missed layups. You know, I, I'm I, I know he's been playing, but I'm saying, come where can Gortat help help out the Wizards? Like a few times, Wall dropped it right in the basket for Gortat, and he missed the easy bunny, missed the easy bunny layup like three, four times in a row. It, it caused some arguments in game two. Listen, uh- man. This is one of those series I told y'all it can go seven, man. Cause these teams are so evenly matched and they are the model of inconsistency. Neither one of these teams are consistent enough to be like, let's get this over with. It, it's one of those series, babe. I, I still don't know who's gonna win. I mean, I, I picked Toronto, but I still don't know who's gonna win. I'm not happy about that pick either. <laughs> I'm not. This man said he ain't happy about that pick either. I'm not. Hey, I mean, so far we've seen exactly what we said we'll see. That's true. Where you want to go next? Let's take it to the West. Uh, let's go ahead and talk this one. This one here has been a head-scratching series for me so far. Let's talk Utah versus Oklahoma City. I, I said on paper this should be easy for the Thunder, right? You got three superstars. <laughs> Utah got no superstars. I'm sorry. Rudy Gobert might be defensive player of the year. He's not a superstar. And even though I think Donovan Mitchell is the rookie of the year, he's not a superstar. However, like I said, these three guys, they can't get it together. I think, I don't know if it was game one or two, but Paul George came out and looked like the Paul George that had everybody trying to entice this man to come to their team in in his free agency. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to the old him, or, or, or the him from this year, and we still haven't seen Carmelo show up. So what happens is, if Paul George can't get it going in the first three quarters, like I said, if Melo can't get it going in the first three quarters in that fourth quarter, Russ ain't trusting nobody, bro. Russ is going to jack all them shots. He don't mm-hmm. care if they air balls, if they clanking off the backboard or what. So he don't, he don't no, really he care. He no Westbrook slander, okay? Sorry, bro. I'm just spitting them actual factuals, as you like to call them. This series is, is it 1-1? One, 1-1. One? One, one. A 2-1. It's 1-1. One, one. All right, so mm-hmm. it's still 1-1. One, one. I assume that means they got a game coming up. but mm-hmm. They play today. And they in Utah. Yep. Just saying, man. 
if 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 the Thunder lose, if the Thunder somehow another lose this series to Utah, bro, I you got to shake something up over there, dog. I mean, I, I get think, it. I, think I get it. It's their first year. They ain't anyway. figured it out. See... Go ahead, setting in spam. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I, I get it. It's their first year. They hadn't figured everything out. They don't have all the answers. But damn it, man, Utah. I... It, come on. I think they let. I think they let Melo walk anyway, bro. I think Melo was going after this season, and. With all the speculation, if they if they lose to Utah in this first round, I definitely do not see Paul George resigning. Definitely, they they gotta. I mean, when I say they gotta shake it up, they might have to. They they might gotta shake up some coaching staff. It, everything gotta change, bro. I mean, Something I, ain't right I, over I wasn't that. I wasn't never really hot on Billy Donovan anyway. In my opinion, like I think Billy Donovan is one of those guys that's suited for college basketball. In my opinion. I know somebody going to say, well, Billy Donovan, you know, somebody going to get real technical on me and be like, well, Billy Donovan runs this offense and plays this defense and his over, I, I, you know, I, I'm just talking about from what I see. I think Billy Donovan is one of those guys that's suited more for uh, college basketball. But with that being said. He's had him right, though, bro. He had him right. He don't take him to the finals. He don't take him to the Western Conference finals. Eh. Listen, I, I I wasn't never high on Billy Donovan. Let me just say this: bad. as far they as the Utah terrible. man, the, Utah man, I, I, you gotta you gotta respect the Jazz man. Like I know Stephen Adams in Game Two got in some foul trouble. It led to big games, huge games from Gobert as well as Favors because Stephen Adams got in some trouble. I mean, some foul trouble. Excuse me. And I mean, tag man, you. You got to get more from these other guys, man. Like, if, if Paul George doesn't help Westbrook, then Melo got to do something, man. Like, come on. They probably could just dump it to Steven Adams and let Steven Adams see if he can get Rudy Gobert in some foul trouble. Let him see if he can. Maybe if you can get a couple of quick fouls on Rudy, because Rudy's a shot blocker, and shot blockers tend to jump. They be jumpy. See if you can get him in some early foul trouble. If nothing else, he sit down for a little while. Now it's a little bit easier to attack the basket. I don't know. Mix it up. What you doing ain't working, bro. Spade, they, you still, they gotta shake it up. Let me I, right now. Right now, I'm still sticking with my prediction that the Thunder wins this series. Do you do you still stick with your original prediction? I do, but I had something like four or two, and I'm thinking this is a seven game series the way it's looking now. I'm telling you, it might be, it might be seven. And I mean, going back playing in Utah, Spade, that is going to be tough. That's going to be tough, man. So, they, can somebody else show up? I mean, you get that amazing game from Paul George. You know what you're going to get from Westbrook. Somebody, they need somebody else. Somebody else got to step up. Somebody else got to step up. Because this might be one of those series that, you know, it's. I mean, it's a 4-5 series, so it can go either way anyway. Right. But, but, I mean, just man. the shock that, 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 yeah, man. If they lose to Utah, and this, I, listen, Utah fans, all three of y'all. I don't mean this is disrespect. You guys have exceeded expectation this they year. They really have. And it is no way Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Steven Adams, and Russell Westbrook should be struggling with this team. Joe Johnson is not running out that tunnel over there. Gordon Haywood is not running out that tunnel over there. And I, I just I feel like this should have been a 4-1 series Easy. Spade, you want to know who's been Easy. playing well for the Jazz in this series, bruh? Who? 
Ricky Rowdy. damn Rubio, bro. Oh, Rubio has been hooping. Rubio he been really looking has. amazing. He really I mean, has. It's that ponytail, bro. Ever like, since he grew that out. And it's looking like the crazy. It's looking like the decision for the Jazz to to get rid of uh, um, Hill and bring in mm-hmm. Rubio, and it, it's looking like that's the right move. I mean, you look at you look at how Minnesota. We'll talk about Minnesota in a minute, but you look at how Minnesota struggling. Ricky Rubio looked like he really took his game to the next level since they entered the playoffs. It's crazy. I I can't believe how well Rubio is playing. I think this one of the. I still have the Thunder winning, but I, this can go either way as well. It can go either way. Yeah, I agree. Ready to move on? Yes, sir. Let's take it back to the East 2-7. Boston versus Milwaukee Spade. It's a 2-1 series. Mil- Milwaukee did respond. They, they responded on their home court. Got to get your uh, thoughts on that. Boston up 2-1 on Milwaukee. I think I had that series... I- at the end of the day, I just didn't feel like Boston would have enough. I said they would fight. I think I had it 4-2, maybe 4-1, 4-2. Um, and, wow, I take my hat off, LaParis. I got to be honest with you. You called this one dead on the money. You said that team would scrap and fight every inch of the way. You said Brad Stevens would have those guys ready to fight. And I asked you before the playoffs started, if you're Brad Stevens, and you just found out that you lost Kyrie for the year, you already know Gordon Haywood is gone for the year. Do you mentally feel so defeated that you don't even go out there and fight? And you said, now, I feel like this guy is going to fight. He's going to inspire those kids to fight. And that's exactly what we saw. And I'm not so sure that Milwaukee even still wins this series, bro. I'm not so sure. Now, they say a series don't start until a team win the game on somebody else's floor. So, technically, we haven't seen that yet. But what I've seen has just been shocking to me. Let, Let me tell you this, bro. Uh oh! I'm gonna go. tell you who here I'm go, becoming y'all. a fan. Let me tell you who I'm becoming a fan of. Let me start there. Uh oh! I'm gonna start there, and I'm becoming a fan of Jalen Brown, bro. Jalen Brown, bro. I told you. You want to talk about a guy that's taking his game to it? I asked Spade. Let me tell y'all. Because me and Spade always talk sports all during the week. Let me tell you what I asked Spade. I said, Spade, what do you do when Hayward comes back? Kyrie comes. What do you do with that lineup? Like who? Who is starting? Who's coming off the bench? Because I, I feel like you, can, you can't afford to have Tatum or Brown come off the bench. Like, what are you doing with this roster once those guys come back? As far as this playoff series, I mean, this is exactly what I expected. I feel like this, I, I, I always felt like this thing could go series. You expose Milwaukee with bigs. And now, now, now Milwaukee did win game three on their home floor, and John Henson was out. But now John Henson may be out again. And, I mean, I felt like I felt like the last game, game three, Boston kind of, they kind of came out flat. And, you know, it's a young team. They might get a little discouraged. Once they come out flat, they might get a little discouraged. And I felt like, I felt like that's what happened in game three. I feel like they'll come out and be a little better in um, game four. And I feel like we'll have a better game there. Now, I'm not necessarily saying Boston will win game four, but I feel like we're going to get a better performance from those young guys on Boston in game four. Spade, I got to get your thoughts on this before you go. Eric Bledsoe kind of disrespected Terry Rozier. They asked uh, Eric Bledsoe, like, what, you know, what's going on? How do you feel about Terry Rozier? And uh, and Bledsoe was like, who? Who is that? Like, Like, give me your thoughts on that. First of all, he, you say he kind of disrespected Terry Rozier. No, he kind of made an ass of himself. 
That's exactly what he did. Now, I feel like that was uh, what spurred that whole moment was the fact that Terry Rozier in a previous interview messed up Bledsoe's name, but I don't think it was intentional. Some of these names, bro, and we do it sometimes on the show. Some mm -hmm. of these names, uh, just last night, I think I was trying to say Russell Wilson, and I said Russell Westbrook. It was one of those things. Mm -hmm. Rozier was talking about Bledsoe, and he referred to him as Drew Bledsoe. I don't think it was intentional at all. Yeah. But apparently that probably got to him, got up on his skin, and old Drew Bledsoe, I'm going to say it too, old Drew had a little bit of an attitude, and they're going to ask him, you know, Terry Rozier's play so far this series has been kind of good. You know, what What do you think about it? He was like, who? Man, I don't even know who the F that is. Bro, let me tell you who he is. He the guy that completely undressed you on mm -hmm. a step back three that damn near sent you home. And you had a mm -hmm. teammate to bail your ass out and send it to OT. And then he continued to give you that work in the, in the uh, extra period. Listen, man, Rozier has, LaParis, I got to be honest with you. Mm hmm I really thought without Kyrie, this team was doomed. But one of the reasons why they not, for all the other reasons you said about their bigs, you know, getting a chance to eat down there, and all, all that other stuff has remained true. But Rozier is one of those guys, and don't get me wrong, y'all, he ain't happy that Kyrie injured. That's not what I'm saying. But this man was waiting on this opportunity, yep. bruh. Yep. And he, this is what I be talking about. So many guys be like, I never had a chance to show what I could do. Or, I mean, not just in sports, in life. Folks always be like, man, I never got a shot. Bro, you never know when that window of opportunity going to open up. And when it do, you can't peek your head in it. You got to dive through that bitch. Right. And Terry Rozier has dove through this window. And on the biggest stage, it don't look like there's no fear. In it. His heart don't pump no Kool-Aid, bro. And that so, means yeah. fade. So if you don't know, you might better ask your teammates because I'm pretty sure they can tell you who the hell he is. I bet in, you they can tell you. In game one, I think I think game one was the game that went into overtime, Spade, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was game one. But mm -hmm. he didn't shoot particularly well at game and still hit a big step That's back true. three. And then in overtime made some big baskets. It made some free throws. And I was like, this guy right here is he's he's what I said. I think I said this to you, Spade. I don't know if I said it on the show, but I said Tay Rose is striking me as one of those guys that he's not afraid of the moment. He's gonna He's going to give you his blood, sweat, and tears. Like, that's what he's going to give you. But regardless of how he's playing offensively, he's going to lock in. He's going to be a tough guy. He's going to get in there and scrap with them bigs. He's going to grab rebounds. He's going to defend. And that's how I feel about Boston, man. Spade, seven. I, this is easily, in my opinion, a seven-game series, man. This is a seven-game series. Easy. I, and I said if the Bucks come out here, you know, the Bucks is, you know, a lot of people said the Bucks wanted this matchup. Well, they better, they better come prepared to play, man. Cause Boston, Boston gonna play. They gonna play. They damn sure gonna play. If they don't do nothing else, they gonna play. Let's jump back over to the West Side, man, and let's talk about a series that I was one hundred percent right on it. Even though I was right on it, even though I didn't see it playing out the way it's playing. Let's talk about uh, Houston versus Minnesota. I told you guys that I felt like that was a broom bristle type of series. Mm -hmm. I felt like the Rockets was just going to be too powerful. I felt like James Harden had so much momentum coming into this series that he was going to be unstoppable. Now, we saw that in game one. In game two, we saw James Harden struggle, but luckily for him, his teammates had his back. They got a big game from Gerald Green off the bench, and they got a good game from CP3. What people don't mention, you know, I'm a cape for my boy, what they don't mention when they talk about James Harden's terrible game in game two is that in game one, when he was going the hell out for 40 plus points, nobody could find Chris Paul in game one. And this is exactly why I said Houston was looking to be 
successful in the postseason. Both of those guys got issues in the postseason where they'll disappear, or they'll run out of gas, or they'll just get the yips. So what you hope is when you get two of those guys, this is why the Browns was considering taking two quarterbacks, y'all. What you hope mm. is that when one of those guys get the yips, the other one don't have them. You just hope they don't get the damn yips at the same time. The Paris, what I didn't see coming was Minnesota just completely forgot how to use Big Cat. They don't know how to use him. Cat don't know how to use himself. I don't know if Cat ain't ready for the moment, the Paris, but I think my opinion of Carl Anthony Towns has been hurt by what I've mm. seen in the postseason. Mm. That series is too old right now, by the way. Uh, uh, this, this series... Let me tell you, if I'm not mistaken, I think they play today. I think they have a game yes. today. Spay, if if Minnesota don't, I mean, you gotta at least fight, at least fight. Let me tell. You, first of all, let me. This is why it's a team sport. I I I seen people on Twitter saying, you know, I don't see everybody bashing. First of all, people bash Harden every day, every day. But I seen when Harden That's was having nice. this bad game, I seen people like I don't see people bashing Harden. Um. When he having a bad game, but this is why it's a team sport. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to play well every night. This is why you nope. have teammates. It's it's okay to be like Spade. Spade, I'm, I'm a little under the weather on SAS today. You got to kind of pull your boy through. You got to wrap it up. Carry yep. the show. You got to. You know what I mean? Like that's why. That's why you have a team. That's why it's a team. So yeah, you know you you get a you. Your teammates supposed to be like, All right, you know what, James? We got you. You don't, you don't carry this here. We got you. You having a bad game? We got you. CP3 stepped up. You get an amazing game from Gerald Green. That's what being a team is about. So I, you know, people like, oh my gosh, the James Harden had a bad game and the Rockets still won. What was they supposed to lose because he had a bad game? Yep. Like James Harden. Listen, I, I don't even want to talk about the Rockets because this series is over. I just want to say that that. That's what a team is supposed to do. All right, our, our leader is struggling. He's struggling. L- let's pick it up. And then you get a, you get 21 points off the bench from Gerald Green. You get CP3 yep. with a game like that. This is why I think the Rockets are one of those teams to threat because, you know, they don't, have, they don't have players to the extent of uh, Golden State with Clay and, and Steph and KD. But goodness gracious, if, if you see James Harden struggling, you can get one of those. You can get an amazing game from um, you can get an amazing game from CP3. You can get a, a game where Joe Green just goes bananas. You can get uh, a game who I you know I hate Ryan Anderson, but goodness, he can have them games where he'll go seven or eight from three, and you be like, look at Ryan Anderson. You can get that Clint Capella. You seen Clint Capella? Like people are saying that Clint Capella is shutting down. I don't know what happened to Carl Anthony Towns. And Spade, you know I'm a fan of Carl Anthony Towns, man. Because he's from Jersey. He's he from Jersey. I don't know what happened to Carl Anthony Towns. Where are you at? Five points, nine shots? What are we doing? What are we doing? Now, you know, there's been some reports, some other guys like like a Shaquille O'Neal been trying to say Big Cat got to demand the ball. He got to take more than nine shots in a game, which I agree he with. Shook, but bro. He looks I mean, shook, bro. I, I, I got to agree, bro. I don't know if this moment is too big. You know, they, they're young. They're a young team. I'm questioning. I got to see what Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves do at home. Maybe the moment was too big in Houston. But now you at home, you in Minnesota. I got to see what they do today. But you let them come out. This series will probably be over by the time, by our next time we record. I'm going to have a lot to say if you let. Buddy. I'm going to have a lot to say if Minnesota come out flat these next two games at home. And I'm going to be questioning 
Thibodeau as well, and you know I'm a fan of that guy. I'm gonna be questioning him as well. I got a couple of I got a couple of messages in my phone. If you don't mind, I won't take long. I just want to read them. Okay. One is from Andrew Wiggins, and it's it's to me about you. Said Taylor Paris, why he putting all that energy on me? What the hell is Carl Anthony Towns doing? That's that's from Wiggins. I, I ask him, and the other message I got is maybe guys from Jersey just ain't ready for the big lights. All right, so you know, Shaq from Jersey, bro. What are we doing? <laughs> all we I doing? know is Carl Anthony Towns went two and nine. All I know is he went two and nine. Spade, do we need more than nine shots though? Let's be honest. Well, shit. If you ain't making but two of them nine, I don't know how many more I need to give you. Because my boy Wiggins over there is six or fourteen. For what? Sixteen points. Which is not for sixteen. Th- thirteen points. He had fourteen shots for thirteen points. Typical Wiggins. I mean, no, you know, in, in fairness to all those guys, nobody has been playing well over there. Jimmy Butler. Sure nobody has been playing well over there. So yeah, Butler like was said, three or six. I'm looking at. I want to know who the hell was shooting. So I'm looking. You know. I want to see what they do at home, Spade. I want to see what they do at home. You ready to move on, though? This is the series I can't terrible. wait to get your thoughts about. Yeah, let's go. That, that They were terrible, bro. Got to take it 3-6. Philadelphia 76ers in the Miami Heat. Philly leads that series 2-1, yeah. two, two Spade. I got so many questions. I got to ask you about Embiid coming back. I got to ask you about Whiteside and lack thereof, Whiteside. Like, I got to yeah. ask you about getting that Justice Winslow game. I got to ask you about... Yeah. I mean, it's just so so much to talk about in this series. Wade I got had all a phenomenal answers, game. I got Wade all the had a phenomenal game. Spade. Yes. Philadelphia, Miami, two one Philly. Talk to me. I mean, what you want? What? 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 Well, I mean, what's up what? with Whiteside? I mean, what's going on? Well, Whiteside was my X factor because I knew that you just never know what Hassan Whiteside man. You never know in their last meeting. Which mm. ended up being a 20-point loss. And the scoreboard would lie to you because I swear up until about six minutes to go, it was anybody's game. Mm. Whiteside only played 30 minutes. He was one of one from the field. He only had two rebounds. He had one block. He also had two turnovers and four personal fouls. Mm. He looked like he's not invested. His energy's really not there. He's frustrated because he wants to do more. But when he's on the floor, he, he looked like a liability, man. And, and I... Do not like what I'm seeing from Hassan Whiteside. On the flip side, you know I'm very, very hard. I can't put enough varies in it. I am very hard on Justice Winslow. Mm. And Justice came out there and looked like a man possessed. He still didn't shoot exceptional. He was only 4 of 11, but he was 4 of 6 from 3. His 4 makes was from beyond the arc. And when I tell you this brother don't shoot threes, y'all, he do not shoot threes. He also had 10 rebounds. I watched that game. It was a couple of times where if he got the defensive rebound, he put it on the floor, and I don't give a damn who was open. He went coast to coast, and I think on both of those times that I saw, it resulted in a trip to the charity strike. Let me he cut you aggressive. off real quick, Spade. Let me cut you Go off ahead. real quick. Keep, the, keep, the, keep your thought, though. I just want to say, when one thing that I like that Justin Winslow, Justice Winslow bought that last game, he bought energy, bro. I mean, he did. He was defending. He, he was blocking shots. He was just intense. He was jumping in front of people's faces. He was stepping on masks. He ain't care. He was just bringing energy, and I think that's you need that type of energy in a playoff game like this. Now, it's unfortunate that you get that type of good game from Winslow, and they still lose, but 
his energy. I mean, it was second to none during that game right there. Second to none. Go ahead, Spade. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely ramped it up. What what you want to see in the postseason, it shouldn't look like a regular season game. Players are moving faster. They're playing harder. They're playing more physical. And this has been the most physical series in the postseason, in my I agree. opinion. I agree. And Justice showed up for this last game, bro. I'm going to tell you, I'm a weird person. One of my favorite things about this game was him stepping on Joel Embiid's mask. I liked it. I know y'all going to say, oh, that's petty. He should. And I think he got fined like 15 racks for that, too. That's an expensive-ass yeah, mask. But I liked it. I like what it showed. Like, we not backing down. We fighting back. Wade and one of them one of them bombs over there had a little uh, shoving match. Wade kind of threw Buddy to the <laughs> ground, had his fist balled up like he was about to go upside his head. And unfortunately, that resulted in not only a loss, a 20-point loss. And if you are a Heat fan like myself, that's devastating. I don't know if you're going to get another game like that from Justice Winslow. Uh, the Dragon actually had a pretty good game. I'm looking for his numbers. Yeah, 23 points from the Dragon. He didn't shoot good from beyond the arc, but he was 8 of 13. Like, so many guys on this Miami team showed up. For it to result in a loss is devastating, bro, because I, I don't know that you get this type of game again. I just don't. Speed nine now, I know you did You did pick uh, Whiteside as your what, – what, what, what? Talk – what is the Heat going to do with Whiteside, bro? What are they going to do with this guy? Ah, uh, shit, man. At this point, I don't know. Once upon a time, it was rumors. They was try, allegedly trying to work something out Whiteside for Boogie. And it probably was going to take some more stuff with Whiteside. And at that time, I was like, I ain't really sure if I want us to do it. But now, right after that, Boogie got hurt. Of course, that whole thing went away. And Whiteside has shown his hand to be a guy that plays when he wants to play. He pouts when things aren't going his way. Uh, he's been recently very vocal about not liking what the coaching staff is asking him to do. He said his coaching staff wanted him to set picks and go sit in the corner. And now I think he got no trade value. Who the hell wants him? For $100 million, who's going to pout when the game ain't going this way and then throw the coach under the bus about not liking his game plan? So I, I, I don't, I guess, I don't know, shit. I don't, I, maybe we stuck with him. Maybe y'all want him. Y'all want him? We're sending nah. him to Chicago. Nah, we Gucci. But it's crazy because, like you said, this has been the most, to me, this has been one of the most entertaining series oh, in definitely. the playoffs. I mean, it has definitely. that old school vibe. I mean, it's been, they've been in each other, in, in, in each other face all all series, oh, like, yep. these guys ain't backing down. And I, I actually like just, Justice Winslow stepping on the match too, Spade. I'm an old school guy. And like I said, I remember those Miami Heat, Knicks, playoffs, battles. And, I mean, it used to be a damn stepping on the mask. It used to be fights. It used to be fist fights every time they play. And I, it has that old school feel to it. Oh, like, it has that old Eastern Conference playoff feel to it. Like, they are in each other's face. They pop and smack. Like, I like it. I'm enjoying it. Spade. And B coming back, man. And B came back and, you know, I, I felt that, that, I felt with B coming back that the Heat had to play Whiteside. And they still only gave him, like, 12 minutes, 15 minutes. He wasn't doing he shit when he was out there, bro. Spade, I mean, Spade. God, man, the way I feel about, the way I feel Whiteside is as a player, I don't know if he don't feel he's that type of player, but we done seen Whiteside have triple doubles with blocks and just have amazing games. We done seen him have amazing games. We'd be like, man, this dude is a top big in the league. And for him to just be non-existent, 
it, it's it's disappointing, man. Cause it's disappointing. Cause this is where the playoffs is winning. Like you can solidify your your greatness, and I just feel like this is really. I don't feel like y'all gonna be able to trade this guy. You damn sure ain't gonna be able to. Uh, you you damn sure ain't gonna cut him because you still gonna owe him all that bread. And so he I ain't actually, gonna renegotiate. He already not happy, so he word. ain't gonna say the squad no money. Let me yeah, ask man. you something, Lepaz. Go ahead. If I told you he only played 13 minutes, I know that's not a lot of time, but how many rebounds would you just guess that he have in 13 minutes? Uh, 13 minutes? I say he had, what, six, seven rebounds? So he only had two. But that's not a whole lot of time on the court. That's fine. But if I yeah, but then told White you Side that. played 20 minutes and have a double-double. This is what but I don't if I, get it. Bro, but if I then told you that Bam, Bam played 15 minutes, two more minutes, but had five boards in two mm. more minutes. He grabbed three more boards. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, dog. I mean, Kelly Olynyk has been the best big. They might well just start Kelly. Not I, that last game. Kelly played thirty six minutes. Went two or six from the field. He did have three rebounds, five dimes, a steal, and three blocks. But he, I mean, well, shit. He's he kind of stuffed in the stat sheet. I'll take it. Only two or six from the field, but you just get I mean, more production out of him and. I don't know, bro. I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, I expected more from Whiteside. And I'm looking at, like, Whiteside averaged, like, three points, four, four boards. He's playing, like, 14 minutes. Like, I'm very disappointed in what I'm getting from Whiteside, especially with MB back. You can see, okay, we're not going to play Whiteside as much because Philly is running small. They're running Ilyasova and Sarek, and Ben Simmons is playing the point, and they're stretching the floor. We don't want Whiteside out there trying to defend these guys. Around the, around the arc. I can understand that. But MB came back. MB came back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spade, who do you, you still have? Uh, I think you picked Philly to win this series. You still have Philly? I picked Philly to win in seven. I, I still think it's going to be a dog fight. I mean, because somebody on Miami's team is going to show up. That's how Miami's built. It might not always be D-Wade. Like you said, you didn't expect a lot of D-Wade games. You expect D-Wade to show up and steal one here and there. And he did that. I think in the last game, he was only like two of nine or something. So he didn't really have a great game there. But I, I still got it being Philadelphia, and I still got it being a dogfight of a series. And everybody's talking about Philadelphia could go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they could, especially when you look over there at how the Cavs are playing right now. But I tell you what, they finna use a lot of their energy and a lot of their petrol, a lot of their gas out the tank about to be spent on this series. They still ain't out the woods over there, trust me. I, I agree with you, and I just want to say this. Miami, you cannot waste when you get a game like that from Justice. You cannot waste that game when you get Dragic, okay. like you say, he ain't shoot well from three, but he had a he had a very good game that last game. You can't waste that game. You can't waste that game. And I love, listen, man. If there's anybody listening to our show that you're not a real big pro basketball guy, I'm telling you, if you if you need a game, if you need a series to convince you to be an NBA fan, watch this series. It is everything that pro. Basketball is in the postseason. Drogic is is flexing. He's making muscles out the and ones. I mean, I love it, man. Uh, you talked about disappointment in that last series, LaParis. Let's go back to the West Side and let's really talk disappointment, bro. Okay. You ready to be sad? I gotta I change know, I my might, whole I, I tone. I think it's gonna make bro. me happy. I gotta change my whole tone. Well, no, nah, I think it's gonna make me happy, bro. Well, go ahead, bro. Let's talk about the boogie cousinless pals. And that ass-kicking, they are giving the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. Paris, I couldn't have seen this with binoculars. I didn't see this coming, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. This series is currently 3-0. 
it is a very strong possibility that Portland could get the broom with their two superstars in the backcourt and a point guard that his very vocal fans are so frequent to oh, remind man. me Jesus. on social media that he's the best point guard in the league, which I have never agreed with. But Dame Lillard fans were at me at various times of the day. First of all, you guys don't sleep. I would get mentions at 3 a.m. from Dame Lillard fans telling me he's the best point guard in the league. And I need you guys to be honest with yourselves. Whether you think he is or he's not, I'm not coming for him now. I think James Harden has been the best two guard in the league for years now, and he melts down in the postseason every year. You got to hold this guy accountable for the fact that this team looks like trash. Boy, and you he took the word right the out of my goal. mouth, bro. Goodness gracious, He's Go the goal for this team, bro. He's the engine. And it's a little different. Now, look, that one year that James Harden was on ball, running the offense, when he was bad, oh, my God. You can ask anybody who know me, I was not – I was not caping up for James Harden. When James Harden plays like shit, I say he play like shit. But Lillard fans would cape and defend this guy through a seven turnover game only for him to come back the next game and give you eight. All right? He about to get a trip dub of just turnovers. He about to get triple the amount of turnovers of the other point guard. Now, Paris, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the first game that they lost, C.J. McCollum started bad. Dame started bad, and CJ had an amazing fourth quarter. He had a 14-point fourth quarter. Babe, three of three from beyond the arc. for that game? Um, I don't. Let me, let me get for it. game one? It. Go ahead. I got it. I got game two right here. Don't, don't worry. I'll get it. Go ahead. Continue. All right. So, he didn't have enough. I mean, they. I think it was a three-point game, if I'm not mistaken. But the yeah, reason why. 97-95, game one. Two-point game. The reason why it was a game was C.J. McCollum's fourth quarter. And all up and down my timeline, you know what I was seeing, LaParis? Oh, it's Dame time. It's Dame time. I was like, what the, what, what, what channel they watching? What cha What broadcast are y'all watching? This ain't Dame time. This is C.J. trying to save this team. In game two, they lost by nine points. Mm -hmm. Once again, the issue was Dame, uh, Dame couldn't get going. Drew Holiday is being credited with being a lockdown defender. Dame himself came out and said, I haven't faced defense like this yet in my career. They're throwing waves of defenders at me. They blitzing me. Mm. And he's a young player. I'm going to give him his props, you know, to come out. It takes, it takes some heart to come out and say, I haven't seen defense like this. I'm struggling. But you know what? If they blitzing you, if they double teaming you, if they sending waves of defenders at you, that means somebody open. Damn, you got to get it out your hand, bro. You got to get it out your hand. Maybe y'all got to move it quicker. Maybe... This ain't an L on Dame Lillard. Maybe you got to go with Terry Stotts or whoever the hell the coach out there is. You got to go with the coach and you got to say, you know what? You got to come up with something. You guys, y'all got three Y'all got three L's to study. Surely it's something. And the last one, bro, the last one was even more concerning because the Pels damn near scored 120 points. You know, in the last two losses, Portland has scored 102 points. So the offense, they finding it from somewhere, but they can't stop shit. I got to admit, I ain't see this coming, bro. And I'm putting a lot of the blame. I'm putting about 75% of the blame on the shoulders of Dame Lillard. He's got to give his team better. He's got to. Spade, me and you. I know. Me I know you, you talk, finna get him. Me and you talk about sports, if not damn near, every day. Every day. Every and day. I, I, let me, I, I cannot stress enough. People have came, not not only in the comment section of our show, but to us on Twitter, 
and told us yep. Dame Lillard, not only the best point guard in the league, but the most underrated point guard in the league. Dame yep. Lillard had told us himself he's been snubbed for the All-Star Games. He's been snubbed for USA World Basketball playing in the Olympics. He, he done told us this himself. Yep. You know, you know, and there's no better time. There's no better time to prove yourself as such than right now. Than right now. I mean, Spade, they lost the game. They lost game one, 97 to 95. CJ McCollum, had, he put together that fourth quarter. And I felt, I, I felt that Dame Lillard, he gets caught up in that Dame time thing. Because CJ had it going in the fourth quarter. Nobody can argue that. If you arguing that, then you wasn't watching the game. He had it going in the fourth quarter. And I felt like Dame Lillard tried to force it. He tried to draw that foul. Remember that foul we tried oh, to that didn't even do it right. And I'm he like, he drive to the basket, and instead of actually trying to make the layup, he put more effort into trying and, to draw the foul. And I was like, what is he doing? It's a two point game. It's a two point. Yeah, what is Lillard doing? Spay, I have told you, and I'm gonna say it to the people. Lillard has shot. He has shot the Pelican. I mean, the uh, Trailblazers. Out of every single game. Every single game. Every single game he has shot the Pelicans out of, man. And, uh, you know, uh, people telling me this guy's the best. And uh, the argument is, oh, well, oh, they're double-teaming me. Then why are you still jacking shots? Why are you still shooting? Aminu had an amazing game. Uh, Trust your teammates. Aminu had an amazing. He had 21 points, 8 of 15 from the field. Now, he was 3 of 8. He was 3 of 8 from 3, but 8 of 15 is 53%. Lillard, why are you consistently just out there jacking, bro? You 5 of 14, three of eight ain't terrible in game three. 3. What are you doing? Yep. What are you doing? And you want to know what, Spade? You want to know what else I know? This is, why I, this is why I would choose John Wall over Lillard. And this ain't what this conversation is about. But Lillard, you, you – I don't – in Lillard, I don't care what y'all think. In Lillard, he got to know he's not playing well. Why not lock in defensively? Why not do something defensively? Why not? How about not turning the ball over seven or eight times, giving them all them damn turnovers? How about that? Defensively, where's, where's Lillard at defensively? And I, and I know what y'all going to say. Well, deep, Lillard ain't never been this defensive guru. Well, how about you, Rondo? Rondo? You want to talk? Man. They got Rondo looking like he a damn MVP candidate, Spade. Rondo out here yeah. damn near averaging a triple-double, man. That's and this ain't one Rondo, of those. Though. This ain't one of those I'm trying to get a triple-double joint. Rondo out there playing basketball. Yeah. He, he yeah. out there playing basketball. I mean, he, get, he averaging like 15 dimes. Like, Rondo out there shooting butt-naked threes. Where is the defense, Lillard? And like you said, Spade, he's the engine that could. I seen people, they said, what about Nurkid and... They, they want to blame it on everybody else but not Lillard, man. And you, seven turnovers is is unexcusable. Eight turnovers is unexcusable. You let that be Russell Westbrook and, oh, I mean, Westbrook and, oh, my gosh. G, you let you that be James Harden and, West oh, my Brick? gosh. They were they screaming from the mountaintops. They were screaming from the mountaintops, bro. The parents, I have a question. Go ahead. Did you just call that man Westbrick? It was it was a slip of the tongue, bro. Okay, all right. Because I'm letting you know right now, you you that's your guy. 
Spade, I'm, she I'm, got. I'm, so if you're going to sit up here and disrespect Westbrook. I'm keep, Spade, I'm keeping it 100, though. Like, I, I play a lot of – people know me. I, you know I play a lot of fan duel, bro. And Drew Holiday is, is a solid defender. But now, when did Drew Holiday become this lockdown defender? All of a sudden, they're like, oh, my oh, gosh, no. Drew Holiday is this lockdown guy. You want to know? It's little analytic stuff with people that people that play daily fantasy sports. It's little analytical crap that we all know. And you play Biggs versus Milwaukee. You play Biggs versus the Nets. You attack Denver with point guards, and you attack the Pelican with your point guard. Where is Dame Lillard? That's been the that's been the that's been the the, the subject all year in daily fantasy sports. Where is Dame Lillard? And so you know, it, it's been working all year. You attack the Pelicans with your PG. Where is Lillard? It ain't from lack of aggression. I mean, when he put up numbers like 6 of 23, it ain't from lack of aggression. That's for damn sure. I mean, minus 24, bro. A minus 24. Oh, you ain't got to tell me. Jesus I'm Christ. I'm not defending them. How can, I'm not I, defending I, them. People, and you know, I'm getting tweeted and I'm calling, oh, you a hater. You just hate Dame Lillard. I have no reason to hate Dame Lillard. I'm telling you what I see when I'm watching the games. Y'all think I want... Y'all think I want Dame Lillard to play bad? I don't want him to play bad. I want it to be a game. I don't want to see 20-point blowouts every night. And that shit be the late game. It be 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to, I don't want to be up that late to see a blowout. I, like I, I got some it. stock in Dame Lillard playing bad. I, I, I like, man, listen. I, I want it to be a series. I don't, they, they, are on the, they are on the verge of getting swept in the Pelicans. Swept. Do not, Get, they do not have Boogie Cousins. They got Nico Miritich spazzing out. Yeah, Nico looked like a man. I'm telling you, Bobby Porter said he knocked the stank off his game. I, bro, I, I let's jump back to the West know. right quick. Go ahead, Spade. I'm sorry. I, I let me let me switch it up. Let me throw the West one. I'm gonna do another West one, and then I'm gonna let you finish with your with with the okay. East. You good with that? Yeah, let's get it. Let's do another West one, because this one right here, we ain't got to spend a lot of time on this one. This one is going exactly like we all expected it to. The Warriors are making light work of the Spurs. Uh, the only thing that, the only reason why it's a story now is because, I mean, God, timing and news can't get any worse for head coach Greg Popovich, who just lost his wife. Uh, you know, she was dealing with, I think, some type of illness, and she had been battling, and, and she lost her battle or whatnot. And, and you got to hate that for Pop, man, because... Look, Pop is a jerk to the media, but even in him being a jerk to them, it's almost kind of became like a like a laughing a running banter. joke. It's like you a running joke now. Yeah, it, it, it's a joke now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not so much of him being mean now. It's like he was mean for so long that he can't just switch up and start being nice. But he'll crack a smile every once in a while in between, and, and it's banter. And with mm. everything that he's going through with Kawhi, and, and everything, and, I, and look, that, that's not me saying I'm not guilt-tripping Kawhi. That's not to say that Kawhi need to risk his health, you know, because of this. But it's just terrible timing, and I just hate it for the Spurs, bro. Like, I, I hate it for them, and nobody expected them to, to beat Golden State, and they're going to get the broom. That's all I got to say I about mean, it. I mean, like you said, it's just terrible time. I mean, the timing is never good. But goodness good, gracious, but dang, you talk it could about be a, a little better than this. It could be a worse time. Jesus. They out there getting that. And I mean, the Spurs, you already know what you're going to get from the Spurs, regardless who coaching. They're they, they, they going to play Spurs basketball. And they was trying so hard at home, game three, to try and get that win for Pop. And they just, they just can't compete with these guys, man. 
They, they tried. can't compete, man. They tried. And it, it and it, it sucks, but I mean, I, I don't know. They, I don't know when their next game at, but Pop probably won't coach that game either, and they they're gonna nah, lose that won't. game. And it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be an early season for the uh, for the Spurs. I mean, it's what we all expected. It's just this the like I said, the timing sucks, is never bro. good. It's just an unfortunate situation it that it happened at this time, and you know. I thought some prayers go out to the Popovich family. You never want to hear any news like that, man. I mean, regardless how you feel about Popovich and uh, all his, you know, extra stuff after the game, we, we both feel like Pop is a solid, great coach, man. And, you know, and has it, spoke it, out it just, on, on, on social injustice and racial yeah, injustice. Yeah, he rocks, Very he rocks, man. outspoken guy. And like I yeah. said, even though he get a media hard time, I don't think anybody thinks Pop is a bad person. Nobody right. thinks he's a bad person. He's a hell of a coach, and this is just super unfortunate, man. And like LaPera said, those guys, they tried their best to get that one for him, and they just flat out, they're just they overmatched. Enough, man. They're just overmatched. They are. And we it's, called it. It's a terrible And I did not want to end up. this segment on that bad news, bro. So let's lighten it back up. LaPera, take us to the east, and let's talk about another surprising series, bro. Oh, man. I, I, Jesus Christ, babe! It's a, it's a. Let's talk. Let's talk four or five, man. Cavaliers versus Pacers, and the Pacers yeah. are up two one on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Spade, me and yeah. you all season were saying we had the Cavs going all the way to the finals. We ain't think nobody Cavs in the East could potentially dethrone the King. But Spade, yep. the way it's looking right now, goodness mm-hmm. gracious, Spade! It don't look like they're gonna get past the first round. Talk to me about the Cavs and the Pacers. Oh, wow, bro. Look, so the Pacers came out and they hit LeBron with a good body shot and they stole game one. I wasn't right. worried. Somebody jumped in my live stream and said, Spade, you didn't give my Pacers a shot. Now what you got to say? And I poked my chest out and I told that person, I said, man, look, if you want to if you want to bet me right now that your Pacers are winning this series, I got a hundred on it. And I never heard back. You know what mm. I'm saying? Nobody even wanted to bet. All right. Game two. The Cavs won, and I think this was the saddest win for a Cavs fan ever. Because even in the win, everybody was like, woof. But Brian had to do a lot, and they still won by a small margin. In the the end, he was running out of gas. They won by a small margin. All right? Brian sounded confident after that first game. He said, hey, man, I I was down 3-1 and fought back. So being down... 1-0, 1-0, like, that don't, that don't mean nothing to me. We good, all right? Now, then they went to Cleveland. And LeBron bought all of his teammates matching suits, all right? Mm. They were nice suits, LaPaz. Now, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit older, so I don't really do the pants that stop at your calf. I don't really understand why that's a fashion statement. You know what I'm saying? We I don't want my ankles cold. We old, bro. I, I guess. I, I don't understand why them shits can't come to the ball on my ankle. I don't get it, all right? He bought everybody matching suits. I don't understand why they had to get the same damn suit, but they did. All right. And they went out there and it looked like what I always say, look good, feel good, play good. The Cavs was up 17 points in that game. It looked like the suits was working until they imploded. It looked like Brown ran out of gas. Brown has been given a lot, y'all. He's in his 15th season. I'm not making excuses for him, but he looked like he ran out of gas. LaPaz, you said off camera, he looked like he was mentally and physically on E. He looked like he had given all he could give. He At that point, he was just like, whatever, man. And they lost the game. Now, granted, you're going to look at the scoreboard and say, oh, it wasn't that bad. They only lost by two, but they were up 17. They lost. This series is 2-1 paces. And LaPaz, you want to hear something crazy? What's crazy? Let me sit up close when I say this. 
I still got I still I still got the Cavs. I mm. just can't go against LeBron James, bro. And I know that's disrespect for the Pacer fans, and I'm sorry. I cannot not believe. I cannot not believe in LeBron James, LaPaz. I can't do it. Spade. I can't do it. I'm gonna tell you what, man. And and I know I know people are gonna come in here and say LeBron this and LeBron that. Spade, where are the coaching adjustments? And I know somebody gonna say, well, he started Jr. and he started Corva. That's not where they getting killed. Let me, you know what? Let me pull up the stuff real quick, because that's not stuff, where they bro. getting killed. That Spade, they that Thad Young, Thad Young. Oh my gosh! Hold on, give me a minute. I like that. I, I like mean, that. I hey, a that's problem. a Georgia Tech have a project with that. product right there. Thad Young had 12 shots, 6 of 10. By the way, Thad Young during this whole series had been shooting like 67% from the field. But he had 12 points, 6 of 10 from the field, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. Bogan Bogdanovich had 30 points, 11 of 15. Spade, yep. where is the coaching adjustment? I've been asking all series, Spade. Where the hell is Larry Nance? Why is Larry Nance only giving us... Why is Larry Nance only playing 15 minutes, 17 minutes? I wish I knew. Where I wish is I knew. Tristan Thompson? Like, Tr- Bro, I, I actually think they're not playing Tristan over this whole thing with him and with his buddy. I think that. I think that's why. He on the... Like, see, this is the, this is the nonsense that I'm talking about. They don't pay them all about. this money. This is the they don't pay them all this I'm, money, bro. Yeah, I'm with you. Get them. This em. is the nonsense I'm talking about. Regardless how you feel about Tristan Thompson and his outside life, Tristan Thompson, and I know he had, trust me, I've been hard on TT. He has not been the same player he was, you know, before he got that big payday. He has not been the same player. But he on the damn team. You telling me no minutes is better than 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes? Not playing him at all. And I know somebody going to say, what well, the Cavs like to stretch Tr- Tristan Thompson. I, I, Spade, I, I, I'm looking at that, and I don't, I don't know what the Cavs are doing, and I'm looking right at Tyloo. To me, the Cavs look better when they were being coached by Larry Drew. By Larry they Drew, look better when they were being coached by David Black. I mean, what is going on with the Cavs? And crazy thing is, I, I'm with you, Spade. I still had the Cavs winning this series, but you, in the Cavs defense, you know LeBron is an older guy. You be like, man, you got to get these. Early teams all the way out of their ASAP. Uh, this could be a seven-game series. Yep, and that's not good for the Cavs, bro. That is di- that not is a terrible thing, man. I mean, especially when you got uh, I mean, Spade Spade said that uh, Spade said that uh, Philly, you know, could run out of gas. You know, they can use everything in the tank. But these young dudes, they were, you know, they were they recuperate. They go yeah, out. They got they bigger put- tanks. They, they gonna use a lot of gas. Oh, but yeah. They got bigger gas tanks. Yeah, yeah they, they all right. And, and they can run on regular. You know what I mean? They running on regular. Yeah. They don't need yeah. premium and all that. You know what I mean? They, Brian they need that, that. Go to the club and come right shit. back. Yeah, Brian need the fuel injector cleaner, the fuel treatment, and yeah, ninety three octane. He need all he can get. And I, I, Depot has been playing great. I mean, kudos to Indiana for not just backing down, and being like, "Man, we playing the Cavs, we playing LeBron and." Oh boy, we just would be fast. Nah, they came to play, man. And I want to can can the other guys please show up, please? I mean, they not even playing Jordan. You make these trades for Larry Nets, Jordan Clarkson, and these guys, and then not play them. Like Nets getting fifteen minutes, Clarkson getting twelve minutes. What are they doing? What are they doing? And the Bears. 
you just talked about you talked about the Heat wasting a rare, really good game from Justice Winslow, and the Cavs wasted a rare, really bad game from Oladipo. Depot was one of eight from beyond the arc, five of fifteen from the field, and they won. Word. And they won. And LaParis, please, somebody, we what's up with Jr. Smith, bro? I, th- this shit gotta stop, Jr. It gotta stop, bro. 34 minutes for eight points, two of eight from beyond the arc. Now, he did have four steals. He had five personal fouls out there, too. I, I don't know what's going on, let man. Me, let me say Brian this too, Spade, and then we can, we, can, we can move on. All right, we can move the, on. The, the, the collective team wear the same thing, buy the same outfit. That has never worked. Who wore, was it the Knicks that wore black the other time, and they was like, we going to a funeral? Like, that never works. Let's stop that. That has to stop. The whole let's wear the same thing to the game that has never worked out. Show me one instance where it seems like Brun did out. that in Miami too, bro. I think Brun did that mess in Miami against the uh, Mavs. I could be wrong, but that's that sounds a little familiar. And don't nobody want to see all y'all dressed alike anyway. Y'all wear the same damn uniform on the court. Exactly. Like I mean, I, let's let's stop, stop it. How about we stop putting so much energy into what we wearing to the game and focus on the damn game. Like, I, How about I'm, getting J.R. Smith ass in there and let him get some early shoot around? Yeah, How about that? I, my, my How about Kyle Corver, who started and finished with zero points? How do you start and not score? Come on, man. They, Especially on. when that's your that's your forte shooting. What is going on? That's your job. That's your job. I, I, I it's like being a field goal kicker and missing Spade. all your kicks. Where I mean, when your team when your team is looking how they looking, and like you said, they was up big and gave it up. Where, where is the coaching adjustments? Where I mean, you were talking about, you said that maybe it's not Dane's fault. You're looking at stats. Where are the coaching adjustments? When it comes to these seven-game series, like, you got to make adjustments. Make some damn adjustments. And in my opinion, just putting JR and, uh, just putting JR and Corbin in the starting lineup, that's not an adjustment, in my opinion. You need some energy. You need some Larry Ness. You need a dump to get the crowd going. You need somebody that's going to block a shot. Somebody that's going to get in somebody's face. Somebody that's going to not back down. Like, I, Listen, they showed a clip, Spade, and then I'm done. They showed a clip where it was a fast break. LeBron, like, he just looked like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, look at these guys. Didn't even make didn't, it to half court, I don't think. He didn't, run, he didn't run back on defense, and I think Indiana ended up Hitting the three. And I, I could just feel like LeBron was like, like, I, goodness. Like, it just took it all out of him. And my, it just, I can feel that it felt to him that it just took it all out of him. Like, something needs to be done, man. And let me ask you this, Spade, and then be done. And then I'm done. Do LeBron lose this series? Is he, is he leaving Cleveland? Uh, you know, I was real adamant about saying Brian's not leaving. Mm-hmm. But I ain't even gonna hold you, bro. If they lose this, Brian, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think if you Brian, you gotta leave. I I, I don't know, man. Nah, I, because I this is definitely it. gonna tarnish his legacy, bro. Leaving the game? Or, or no? I mean, game. early playoff exits. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Sheesh, man. I mean, cause we all give him a pass when he lose to 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 the Dubs. Nobody thinks I mean, he's supposed it, to win that anyway. Losing in the finals, you there? Right. I mean, I, I I I don't know. I don't know what they can do, man. Like I I'm expecting some adjustments. I'm expecting a change. I don't know why they won't. They just got Tristan Thompson on the bench making 80, 90 million dollars and not not playing one minute. 
I don't know. I, I'm looking at Tyloo. I'm looking at Tyloo, and I'm like, make some adjustments, man. This is what this. Your team is struggling, and they clearly need some help. Make some adjustments. Yep, I agree, bro. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and wrap this show up. This show was very heavy. NBA playoff recap, and for that reason, we didn't want to drop a whole lot of topics on there and make the show crazy long. And you know how we like to end our shows, man. We got a very prestigious podcast award that we call the Strong On Performer of the Week. We give this award away to a male or female yep. athlete who raised his or her level of play to ensure that that team got the victory. LaParis, you are on the hot seat, bro. Who is your Strong On Performer of the Week and why? You know, I got a tweet. I got a tweet this week, uh, Spade, and a guy asked me, said, you still think Nico trash? I don't remember ever saying Nico is trash. I don't never... The people I say is trash, I really feel are trash. When I say somebody is trash, I really feel they trash. And I didn't feel Nico was a was a bad player or trash. I just felt like him or Bobby Portis no, 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 wait. had to go. Before this year, and I remember Nico you saying get... something about Nico really be pulling. Like, he just be shooting every time he get in. I remember you saying that. That, no, no, that no. don't mean he trash. I mean, I feel like Nico thinks every time yeah, yeah, he yeah. shoots is going in. Like, that's what Nico thinks. The crazy thing is, it's in New Orleans. Yeah, They're going in. With the Bulls, they didn't go in so much. Like, sometimes he had those games. But Nico has been on a crazy run. And my strong home performer we goes to none other than Nico Meritick, who had 30 points. twelve. He shot 12 of 15 from the field. 4 of 6 from 3. 8 rebounds. 2 assists. Three steals in a 119-102 win over the Blazers. And for that performance, Nico, you are my strong arm performer of the week. Nico Meritix, he has they been They say that he's shaving. They said he that beard was holding him back. I know. They won't let. They won't even let him into the locker room with I no stubble, Spade. Not the way he playing. Hey, Spade, it's, like, it's crazy. Up. Let me just say this. Game two, when he traveled to, uh, to Portland, he, he came in with some stubble, and they was like, oh, what you doing? You can't come in here with that stubble. And he was like, he didn't say he forgot his razor. He said he forgot his machine. That's what he said. I forgot my machine. So they made a rookie go to the store and get him a razor so he can shave I like he that. The I like that. Room. I had not heard that story. I like that. I'll tell you yep. what. Game two, might, when they was in Portland. I might cut my machine. Off. I might get my machine and cut mine off. See how great I am without it. <laughs> Nico Meritick for that performance, you are my well deserved. performer. Well deserved. Well deserved. I, I got to be honest, man. I guess Sorry. I'm just a beard guy. He looked funny to me, bro. Every time I see him, I'll be like, who is that? I'll be like, who oh, is this weird-looking white guy? Oh, that's mm-hmm. weird. Every time. I'll tell you what's weird, though. Uh, Nico wasn't my strong on performer of the week, but damn, we went to the same place to find one. I'm also going to New Orleans for mine. Way to go, Dane. I want to give mine out to Drew Holiday, bro. Uh, everybody's talking about Drew's defense against Dame. And yeah, I know they throwing a bunch of different defensive schemes at Dame, but a lot of times it's some one-on-one defense, mm-hmm. Drew versus Dame. And Drew has been doing exceptional work against one of the top point guards in the league. Let his fans tell it, the best point guard in the mm-hmm. league. But listen, man, Drew ain't only doing it on that end. I got a, a stat I pulled right here in one of their games that Drew Holiday scored 33 big ones. He also had three boards, nine dimes, and a steal. And for that performance mm-hmm. and that win and that ass kicking that y'all giving the Blazers, Drew Holiday, you are my strong arm performer of the week. Now listen, in the history of this show, not once has two Pelicans 
one strong old performer of the weekend that's crazy because for a while they had AD and Boogie out there kicking ass. This is the first time that two players, on, especially that's what I'm on, saying, the on the same show, show first God. time that's ever happened. So, hey, both of those dudes are uh, deserving of it. And, man, I'm telling you, I think you guys, I don't want y'all to let off the gas. I want y'all to go ahead and tweet so we can have a whole show dedicated to where in the world is Damian Lillard. I might actually sing that on the show. We're going to look for him. We're going to find him. I hope they get swept. Sorry. Uh, and the crazy thing is, ain't nobody, they, they act like we saying we don't think Damian Lillard is He's one of the top point guards in the league. That's not what we saying. That's not what we saying. But, but I mean, we got to call it, I mean, no pun intended. And you got to play the blank. Listen, LaPaz, like, you know this. When James Harden go out there and shit the bed, I'll be like, bro, I can't stand when James come out like this. I can't defend that. I don't defend what he did what? against the kawhi Spurs last year. I don't defend that. I don't, and fans got to stop doing that. You got to stop caping for your sports heroes when they don't deserve that cape. Put your cape up, man, for a real damsel in distress. And Spade, you know for a fact that, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan. I, 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 man, when Romo was jacking up, I was like, man, like, you got to be able to call him out when you see the BS, man. And you ain't no way you can look at how Lillard playing and being like, oh, my gosh, it's not his fault. Lillard has shot Portland out of all these games, not only shooting, but has turned the ball over at a very high clip. And let's, let's be honest, like, them turnovers turn the points, regardless whether it's five, whatever it is. They turn the points. That's big facts. Spade, it's been a great show. I I, I expect the Lillard fans to be in this comment section. I don't know what the hell they're going to say. They need to we get in his comment the, section. I mean, they're they going to say something. They're going to say something. What about CJ? What about Harkless? Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless make like 488000 Is it his fault? Bro, you know that. <laughs> but listen, man. We want to thank y'all for tuning in to another yes, episode we do. of Strong Arm Sports. Y'all already know, if you new here, bang the subscribe button. It takes two seconds. If you're a regular here, hit the like button. It's a little bell up there. You can click that bell. It sends a notification to your mobile device to let you know when a new episode has been uploaded to YouTube. If you don't want to see two dudes arguing in the box, we got audio, podcast everywhere, SoundCloud, Podomatic, iTunes. Soon yeah. to be on Spotify. It's we still working. pending, y'all. I, I check we it working. all the time. It's say pending. It's still pending. They got to get approved by Spotify. But soon to be approved by Spotify. We want to thank you guys for your continued support. As like I said, man, this show has been growing every week, and we cannot thank you guys enough. Leave your thoughts and comments in the comment section down below about every topic that we talk about, especially the playoffs. I'm really interested to know what the fans think about what's going on in the playoffs. Leave it in the comment section down below, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. We out. Peace.